a top fans. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry here with the co-host extraordinaire, Jackson. Jackson, how are we doing this afternoon? Uh, doing all right. Uh, I mean, it was 75 degrees on Monday here in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but it is now currently like 30 degrees and sleeting. So that's that's why we pay $17 a gallon for gas out here in California, because we don't have to worry about that. Sorry if I offended anybody. I was joking. It's only six bucks a gallon. But anyways, top fans, we are going to do the uh, decade of the 50s uh, this afternoon for you. And before we do that, of course, um, please, by all means, go to we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up for top fan. Um, a lot of uh, new merchandise that will be coming in, as well as um, some lives that we're going to be doing and inviting people to join us, which is going to be a lot of fun. So, uh, top fans, go to the topfanrivalry.com website, go to the team store, uh, pick out a hat. We got gray on charcoal. We got uh, the uh, white and blue, the uh, red and blue. We've got white on white. We've actually got a Navy on Navy, which is a pretty awesome looking hat. Enter the discount code of Jackson and you will get uh, 10% off. So it's definitely worth uh, doing that. And they're nice hats, nice, comfortable hats. So, and you're supporting a good cause because uh, some of those proceeds uh, will end up donating back to different baseball programs and things like that going forward. All right, top fans, enough of the commercial. Jackson, it's a big night. We're talking the 50s. You and I could be doing this for hours, but we're going to kind of cut it, you know, slim so that we don't, you know, get people snoring in their car and causing car accidents. And I, I mean, getting you know. on tonight, I was like, uh, Bill, how many are we supposed to get to the end? Because I have about 20. <laughs> Apparently, I'm only supposed to have nine. So I'll take that in consideration going forward. But it's just there's so many great baseball players out there. And there's ton, tons of honorable mentions. Yeah, I've been trying to think of the ones that Bill wouldn't put on his list of his first nine. So we can kind of bounce it back and forth, but I got my list right here, Jackson. I got my list right here. Um, okay, so top fans, I did the commercial. So Jackson, you got to lead off for us. You I got to lead us off. Who we got? I mean, I'm going to lead off with the the most recently elected Hall of Famer out of the most, uh, Minnie Minoso, who played really? for the White Sox. Yeah. Okay, I like that. I like played that. For the, played for Cleveland. Played for the White Sox. Uh, in the 50s mm-hmm. for the decade he had 876 ops 1500 hits uh was an all-star one two three four five six times got some mvp votes won a couple gold gloves had some great speed led the league in triple several times you know it was just a good all-around outfielder uh he was elected by the veterans committee in the hall of fame this past this past year with 2021 i mean 13 time mm-hmm. all-star overall Time Cole Glover, one yep. of the first big Cuban stars out there, you know. Since we Even passed the Jackson it, to find yeah. the find the guy, I mean, passing integration, we get to talk about a lot, a lot more exciting and talented players. There's a lot more of them out there, and it it's great. Yeah, and it's and it's perfect timing too, because right now uh, part of the CBA that they're negotiating on is the international draft, and that could affect a lot of ways that players get drafted. So perfect timing for this, right? Yes, sir. Okay. I'm going to, you know, since I was a pitcher growing up, I'm going to start on the bump, right? And I'm going to go with the chairman of the board, Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. All right. Five-time All-Star, 121 wins, 50 losses in that decade, 2.66 ERA, 
And again, as you top fans know, I like to look at the strikeouts per nine innings. And back then where we had a lot of mashers, right? A lot of guys that could hit um, 5.3. So Whitey Ford, just if you ever watch him, you know, you ever YouTube a game, he just looked like he had command. He just looked like he could just, he went up there and it's no problem. I got this. So Whitey Wait. Ford, first pick. All right. I'm going to hop around. I'm going to talk about a player that we may or may not have talked about on the last, my last appearance on the podcast, the all-time Braves, Eddie Matthews. Ooh, I had him too. Yeah. Good I mean, call. I'm going to sound like a homer here, but the Braves did win a world series in the fifties. <laughs> so, I mean, he hit 299 home runs in the decade, 777 RBIs, 1200 hits, just power hitting third baseman was an all-star near every year that he played just absolute masher from the hot corner. It's everything you want out of the third, third baseman, solid defensively hits the ball a country mile. And also he had 726 walks in that decade too. Yeah. So really, so really he, patient hitter. Yeah. He wasn't just mashing. He was patient at the, at the dish. That's for sure. Um, okay. I'm, you know, even though I'm not a Yankee fan, I'm a Dodger fan. I'm going to, you're almost going to think I'm a Yankee homer here. I'm going to go with Whitey's uh, battery mate, Professor Yogi Berra. <laughs> I call him Professor Yogi Berra because you got to look up some of his, his fantastic quotes that he has, right? When you see a fork in the road, take it, right? You should always attend somebody's funeral because you'll never know if they'll attend yours, right? And so things like that. But Yogi Berra, 1,499 hits during this decade, 256 uh, round trippers. 287 batting average for a catcher. That's huge. OPS 846 for a catcher. Not only that, he was the MVP in 51, 54, 55, and he was an all-star every single year of that decade. Yogi, Professor Yogi Berra. I mean, could we not talk about Yogi in this decade? I mean, he, he's just one of those names you think old-timey baseball, you think Yogi Berra. He's, he's one of those names that just pops into your head. Yogi Bear is an all-time great, arguably the greatest catcher of all time. So, Absolutely. Agreed. Who you got next? Pardon my slow internet. So we're going to hop. I'm going to talk about it loads, it loads, it loads. I mean, a guy who made an appearance on the list last for me. I'm also going to sound like a Braves homer because I'm going back-to-back Braves, but Warren Spawn. Great he call. Was, he was one of my honorable mentions uh, last time out, but the fifties were where he's just absolutely dominant. Nineteen fifty three, he went twenty three and seven to two point one zero ERA. Just absolutely disgusting. He was an All Star nine out of the ten years. Uh, he won a Cy Young award. You know, you like those strikeouts per nine? Mm-hmm. Four point seven, which I mean by today's standards, really low, but. He also only had 0.7 home runs per nine, 2.5 walks per nine. So his command was great. He won 200 games in the decade, 2,800 innings, just an absolute workhorse. And just remember the saying, spawn insane, pray for rain. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. All right. So I'm, I'm going to make mention of somebody that we made mention of last time. Um, and that, now I am going to be a Dodger homer, as, as you would say. Uh, I'm going to go with Jack Roosevelt Robinson. 
Um, Jackie only played six years in that decade. He was uh, traded uh, to the Giants and he retired. That's how deep that rivalry went. Um, over the decade, he had 970 hits. Uh, he was a five-time All-Star and he hit 306 over the decade. Um, but you don't judge Jackie necessarily on the fact that he didn't get a thousand hits that that decade. Um, what he did for baseball, what he had to endure in in baseball just to be successful was was Barnum. So Jack Roosevelt Robinson's got to make the list. Um, especially he was very instrumental in '55 when the Dodgers won the World Series, right? So Jackie Robinson, great pick, great pick. I'm gonna hop over to another all-time great, Mickey Mantle. Ooh. Nice call. I mean, it seems like we're just throwing haymakers with every name on this list. Every name's just a power name, but Mickey Mantle was just absolute monster. Another Yankee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For those of you who didn't know, the Yankees were kind of good in the 50s. Maybe just <laughs> a little bit. Where were you? I heard they won a few World Series, or maybe mm-hmm. like four or five. Yeah, we don't want to talk about that because that's mostly against Brooklyn Dodgers. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, but he hit 52 home runs in 1956 with 130 RBIs. For his mm-hmm. 280 for the whole decade, uh, drew 892 walks over a 10 year span, which is staggering. It's a nine year span, I guess. He didn't play in 1950, <laughs> came up as a 19 year old in 1951, yep. 994 OPS for the decade, 1300 hits. The man is one, two MVP. He went back to back MVPs in 1956, 1957. I mean, all star. Probably the. Probably the greatest switch hitter who ever lived. Probably. Probably. Yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he was pretty amazing. That's for sure. Um, you know, he, he, you can't mention last last episode we mentioned Joey D. We mentioned Joey DiMaggio. You can't talk about the 40s, 50s uh, Mets or Yankees, I'm sorry, without talking about Joey D and without talking about, um, you know, guys like Mickey Mantle. Yeah. When we get into next year, I'm sure Roger Maris will come up. Next decade, I'm sure Roger Maris. Um, okay, so I'm going to get us out of New York, the state of New York, for a second. I'm going to add one that um, is in Chicago. Okay, now it may not be the haymaker that everybody's thinking of, but I'm going to go with Nellie Fox. Nellie Fox. Oh, he's um, not on my list at all. All right. Catcher, MVP, 1959, uh, Gold Glove, 1957. Uh, all-star every year that decade, 1,837 hits, 82 triples as a catcher. That's huge for the decade. 300, 300 batting average. Um, OPS was seven, uh, 742. Played for the White Sox. Um, I was impressed with the amount of hits in the decade and the amount of triples. You don't see catchers getting a lot of triples. Yeah. I was impressed there, that's for sure. So I got us out of New York. Where are you going next? Uh, I'll stay in Chicago. Just go with Ernie Banks. Ooh, that was my next one. Nice. Back to back to back MVPs in 58-59. I mean, he was the first real power hitting shortstop. Like, I mean, there's a couple guys who could pop 20 home runs here and there from the shortstop position, but he hit 40 home runs four four times in the 50s. So he really kind of revolutionized the shortstop position as a, a as a position you could have power. Yeah. I mean, he was he was a good enough defender to make it onto a couple gold glove ballots here and there, but just as far as offense goes, this is a decade full of lots and lots of offense. Yeah. Until, and I mean, the really good pitchers were really good, but offense was great, but we'll, we'll talk about how pitching kind of got back at them in the next decade or exactly. so, but 
the forties and fifties were very hitter friendly. They were very hitter friendly. They were very hitter friendly. I love this list. I mean, and you, how fans are listening to this. I'm so sorry that we're giving you the easy ones, but numbers don't lie. And I mean, there's nothing we can do about it. So I am going to take us to the 1951 rookie of the year. Jackson, who was the 1951 rookie of the year? 1951 rookie of the year. What league? National League. National League? Uh, I want to say Roy Campadillo. Yeah, uh, close. No, close. MVP 1954, six-time All-Star, had 1,291 hits, 250 home runs, hit 317 in this decade, oh. OPS 981, the Say Hey Kid, Willie, yeah, Willie May. There we go. I mean, you cannot mention this decade without talking about Say Hey Kid, yeah. right? And regardless if you're a sports fan or not, regardless if you're, I mean, a, a baseball fan or not, there's iconic images that you see when you're watching sports. And Willie May is catching that ball over his head in the World Series and then twirling around with his hat falling off and firing it into the infield. And the polo grounds, which – if you were going to hit a home run in the polo grounds, you had to hit it over 500 feet. So there was a lot of ground to cover in center field. So the say, hey, kid, Willie Mays, he played in this decade. He played for the um, the New York Giants, but he'll also play for the San Francisco Giants. And we'll, we'll talk about him. And a little known fact about Willie Mays is uh, at the end of his career, he played for the uh, New York um, Metropolitans, the New York Mets, at the end of his career. Fun little topic. Say hey, kid. With a miss. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're giving the people a lot of a lot of gimmies, so I yep. might dig into my bag of people you've never heard of real quick. Okay. A player that I found. Is this one? Hold on. Again, my internet's slow. Sorry, guys. I should have came a little bit more prepared. <laughs> You're totally good. You're totally good. Everybody that's listening to this right now is going, okay, Anticipate somebody tell me something I don't know. All right. Billy Pierce. Ooh, he was actually on my list, believe it or not. Yeah. I mean, shout out to all you White Sox fans out there. Uh, mm-hmm. Billy Pierce pitched for the White Sox mm-hmm. for a really long time, uh, <laughs> for about 15 years. But he was really good in the 50s. Had a 306 ERA through 2,300 innings, won 155 games in the decade. Uh, had a 1.97 ERA in 1955, and you're seeing some of the numbers these these Hall of Fame players are putting up. That is not a not an easy feat, especially in the American League when you had to deal with the Yankees. <laughs> yep, yep, so. yep. I like it. Good pull. I think I'll go with somebody that not everybody would know either, and I'm going to butcher his last name, but he played for the Reds, Pirates, and the White Sox during this decade. Ted. Huzinski, I believe is how you say his last name, okay. or Hudzinski. Four-time All-Star, played first base, 308, or 1,380 hits, 239 home runs, um, a 302 batting average for the decade, and not only that, his OPS was 879. Um, and so, and he played for some teams that, that weren't magnificent. In fact, you know, for you Pirate fans, I'm sorry, I don't mean to offend you, but um, back in the 50s, Remember, the 40s and 50s, You, if you wanted to get shipped off to a team that wasn't going to perform all that well, you went to the Pirates. And 
you know, the Dodgers made some trades for some people that didn't like Jackie Robinson being on their team and they shipped him to the Pirates. So uh, in 1947. So yeah, it's, uh, I mean, Ted, Ted played well and he played for some teams that weren't totally fantastic. All right. It's even better. It's a good pick. Good pick. I'm going to reach into my, we'll, we'll go with the lesser known guys at the end here. Usually people are accustomed to hearing waiting for the big names, but Robin Roberts. Okay. Good call. I know. I know the Philly fat Philly faithful know who Robin Roberts is, but uh, for those of you who don't know from 1950 to 1955, he threw uh, six straight seasons of over 300 innings. Uh, he had five straight years of leading the league in complete games, uh, led the league game started six straight years for the decade. All of this while putting up a 3.32 ERA and winning almost 200 games. He won 199 on a Phillies team. That wasn't really that great. <laughs> he put in the work three, 3000 innings in a decade is workhorse numbers. This guy's looking like a dead ball era pitcher out there with these numbers. Robert Roberts was, he was a very solid, solid and reliable pitcher. Uh, you know, if you look at the, like this, the surface numbers, I know he had a 4.45 ERA one year and a 4.07 ERA and a 4.29 ERA, but you know, you got to remember hindsight's 2020 and he was playing on some bad teams. So sometimes a guy not positioned in the right spot or having bad defenders can kind of, kind of burn you a bit but yeah. i think he had a really successful decade and he's one of the underrated pitchers out there i mean he's in the hall of fame so i could, can't really call him super underrated but when people think of really good hall of fame pitchers robin roberts isn't one of those right well and and on you know honestly you nailed it jackson right so what you had said was we're now into two decades the 40s and 50s right we're just focusing on the 50s tonight um, that had really good hitting. So to be a good pitcher, you really had to be good. Really had to be good. Well, Jackson, I'm going to take us to one more easy one, okay? One that we kind of skipped over. Um, but when I read you some numbers here, uh, it might make sense. So let me see if you can guess who I'm talking about. Nine-time All-Star over the decade. Um a thousand sixty-eight hits, two hundred twenty-seven home runs, eight hundred and forty-seven free passes, hit three thirty-six over the the ten-year period, and had an OPS of a thousand ninety-eight. Who do you think I'm talking about? That that line sounds sounds like a Ted Williams line. That but, is a Ted Williams line. Very much of Ted Williams line. <laughs> so that's, that's Teddy ball game right there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so yeah. So Ted Williams, I, I mean, again, top fans, we are nailing it with gimmies, but we, we couldn't leave Ted out of it. So Jackson, who you got next? I mean, I will put a name that you probably had on here. Yeah. You being a Dodgers fan, uh, Roy Campanella. Yes. Yes. Uh, you want, he won three MVPs in the decade. <laughs> really good catcher. 276 batting average. He had 865 OPS, 211 home runs. His 1953 season, he hit 41 home runs, had 142 RBIs, over 1,000 OPS. I mean, from the catcher, you hope your catcher can sit behind the plate and manage your pitching staff nowadays. But, you know, he was tearing the cover off the ball. Again, it's one of those players that because – integration because Jackie Robinson happened. He got a chance to really just shine and he balled out. 
And yeah. this was from his age 28 season to his age 35 season. So he wasn't necessarily like a young blood. It was his prime down to his decline, but he still put up fantastic numbers. Well, and honestly, um, he was on my list, but I was trying to figure out if I wanted to mention Yogi Berra or Roy Campanella. Um, I kind of had him under my honorable mentions, um, but he's, yeah, yeah, he's a great, great player, great player. Um, here's one that most people won't think about because his line isn't as big as others, but I'm um, staying in Brooklyn, um, Pee Wee Reese. Pee Wee Reese uh, was a five-time All-Star in the decade, had 1,189 hits as a shortstop. Um, you know, back in those days, the shortstop position wasn't, you know, it wasn't known. Your batting average was important, which he bat, he hit 270 over the, in the 270s over that decade. But, you know, it wasn't a power position, right? It wasn't, you're not drilling a lot of home runs or anything like that. But um, Pee Wee Reese putting his arm around Jackie Robinson in, in Cincinnati was a game changer for a lot of people. Uh, but what he did at the plate, what he did defensively, Pee Wee's got to be on this list somewhere. And so, though we got him down towards the bottom, Pee Wee's got to be on the list. Right. I surprisingly have a lot of Dodgers on my list. Well, it doesn't surprise me. It may surprise a lot of you guys knowing that I'm a Braves fan. So I got to give it to the Dodgers. They were good in the 50s. I'll, I'll say one that Bill probably, not probably, but definitely has on his list. Duke Snyder. Mickey and the Duke. That's right. Yep. That's right. 326 home runs for the decade, over 1,000 RBIs. 1,600 hits. I mean, another really good piece of another really good Dodgers team I mean you guys can just look it up how many times the Dodgers and the Yankees played each other in the 50s in the World Series it's just ridiculous those two teams were the dominant teams mm-hmm. and that's just that's just how it was everyone else kind of was struggling to find their footing <laughs> yes and and I had Duke on here too especially especially with his um, batting average right uh, being in the 300s and 326 home runs I definitely had him on here too. He was he was something to be seen. Um, so I'm going to give you one more Dodger, and then I'm going to have you give me one more player as well, and I'll All give right. you the, the final player because then we'll have chosen ten each. Pretty awesome. Um, time goes by fast. Top dads. We're looking at this fifties. When we get into the seventies and eighties too, be prepared for like a two hour podcast because we're just going to be going through. We might have to break players. it break it up into parts. Yeah, part, part 17 of the 1970s decade, part 18, enjoy. Um, so I'm going to stay in, in Brooklyn. Uh, this may have been on your list too, Jackson, but seven-time All-Star, three, or 1,332 hits, um, 310, uh, 310 home runs, and that's Gil, uh, Gil Hodges. Yep. yep. Gil Hodges, I mean, seven-time All-Star. So Duke, Pee Wee, um, uh, Gil Hodges and Jack, Jackie Robinson and Roy Campanella, um, all great players. I mean, Johnny Padres turned out to be a great pitcher too, but that was kind of your core nucleus. That was, that was kind of the group like the Yankees had with, with, um, Jeter and, uh, Andy Pettit and Jorge Posada and Bernie Williams and that current kind of core group. This was the Dodgers core group and great ball player. 
I mean, great ball player, great guy off the field too. Really good guy off the field. So Jackson, who who do you have? Uh, who do you have last for me? So I'm torn. I I I always love talking about Hank Aaron yep. and being one of my favorite players of all time. But knowing that I'll probably talk about Hank Aaron again <laughs> at some point, I kind of want to talk about Frank Robinson, who I, he call. might he might only be like an honorable mention per se. He only played four four full seasons, but <laughs> he hit 134 home runs in those four full seasons, had 366 RBIs, won Rookie of the Year in 1956, had 38 home runs as a rookie, hit 31. In 1958 and 36 in 1959, and those were his ages 20 through 23 seasons. So, this young kid coming up, playing for the Reds out in Cincinnati. I'll give a shout out to Frank Robinson, absolute, absolute monster football player. I'm sure we'll hear about him next decade. I heard he was kind of good next decade. Had a few good seasons. I heard that too. I heard that too. I heard that. Too. Good call on that last one. Um, my last one's going to surprise you. My last one was a Yankee for six years, six plus years. Um, a Kansas City athletic. He played for Detroit. He played for Cleveland. Um, this is going to surprise you, but I'm going to tell you the reason why I'm selecting him. He never had better than 129 hits or 127 hits. He never really in a full season hit over 257. But what he did in the infield with the New York Yankees, um, both on and off the field, you've got to mention Billy Martin. He was part of that nucleus, and he had some great World Series. Um, and so he was part of that nucleus that that you need to kind of – he's the guy that, that people aren't saying, hey, you know, Billy Martin and the Yankees are coming to town. They're saying Mickey Mantle and the Yankees or, or Whitey Ford or – you know, Yogi Bear, any of these guys that we mentioned. Um, but Billy Martin was a key asset for the for the Yanks there in, in their runs with those World Series. So are you surprised that I chose Billy Martin? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. He had some great World Series. I mean, he had some great, great uh, World Series play. And so, I mean, I, I also remember when Gil Hodges – I can't remember what World Series it was. I want to say it was in the early 50s where he went like 0 for 16 in the World Series. And so um, his wife was being interviewed on a TV program one time, and she said there were churches that were praying for Gil Hodges just to get a base hit. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's when you know you got something going on, right? And people are petitioning God for you to get a base hit. Pretty <laughs> awesome. Well, Jackson, wrap us up. Since I started, uh, since you started us and I did the commercial, why don't you wrap us up? Take us home. All right. I mean, I'm going to use my wrap up. I have to talk about Hank Aaron. I lied. Oh, I, I can't oh, just not talk. talk about him. Uh, I mean, he led the Braves in 1957 when they won the World Series at the age of 23. Uh, uh-huh. He won MVP, won MVP that year, 44 home runs, 132 RBIs. He had over 200 hits twice, including 223 hits in 1959 which is crazy because a lot of people just think of Hank Aaron, you know, home run King, but Hank Aaron was really just kind of that all around just hitter. He hit the ball all over. He didn't walk a lot, which was kind of like his, his kryptonite per se, you know, he put the ball in play, but he had 1100 hits in six seasons, which is absolutely ridiculous for a 20 through 25 year old hit 179 home runs. And he just kicked off 
a, a career consistency in a big way. Led the league in doubles twice. I mean, 44 home runs, I think is his second or third most in a season. Yeah, third most in this season. His career high is 47, and then he hit 45 once, and then hit 44 a couple of times. But. He had a good career. So as you're wrapping us up, you throw Hank Aaron in there. I love it. I mean, you got. I got to put. I got to put Henry Aaron in there. If not, my dad would be very disappointed. <laughs> well, this is awesome. Um, top dance has been great. Hopefully, you're enjoying decade series. We're watching. Um, how many people are actually listening to this? And apparently, you guys are really liking the decade series. Be prepared. Uh, Jackson and I are going to try to host a couple of one-offs. Um, one of the one-offs that we have coming soon will be um, the uh, the MVP from, I believe it was the 1941 series, uh, year, where you got Ted Williams and, and um, Joe DiMaggio. I'm looking for a Yankee and a Red Sox fan. I think I found them that will come on, and then Jackson and I might co-host it together and and make sure that everything's okay where people don't have to get into their corners, right? Um, we've got a discussion that's going to happen about uh, the Hall of Fame. Uh, one in particular discussion that's going to happen that's going to say, most Giants fans say that Buster Posey's the first pilot Hall of Famer, but why can't you argue Thurman Munson? Thurman Munson's numbers are almost identical to Buster Posey's. Uh, Thurman Munson played one season less. He didn't retire. He was obviously, you know, unfortunately, killed in that that plane accident but we've got some one-off series that are gonna gonna be coming up here soon that jackson and i will be doing so top fans we love the fact that you're listening to these feel free to go on to the topfanrivalry.com site give us your email uh, we send out email information uh, all the time we've got some pretty exciting things happening um and let's just let's just have a, a quick easy conversation about it love to have you on if you have some thoughts uh, reach out to us at topfanrivalry at gmail.com or you can reach out to Top Fan Rivalry on the Instagram page and send us a message and we'll make sure that uh, we get you on. So, Jackson, as always, not only did you show me up with the numbers, but you are you have done well, my friend. You have done well. Well, I do my best for those listening to be entertained and learn something because, I mean, this series kind of just started as you know, we really just like talking baseball and it, it's fun to hear about players you, you never saw play. And it's fun to be able to recognize names, you know, when you go to other ballparks and, you know, you see their, their wall of fame, their, their ring of honor, and you can see those players' names and go, oh, I, I know how good that player was. You can't just sit there and wonder, you know, and think, oh, that guy played 100 years ago. He doesn't matter. You, you actually have kind of an image of how these players were. But uh, speaking of, of one-offs, let us know if you guys want to hear uh, some Dodgers fans and some Yankees fans get into it over 19. Who was better in the fifties, the Dodgers or the Yankees? Yeah, I'll, I'll stay out of that conversation. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll co-host it with you, Jackson, but I'll probably stay out of that. Cause that will be one that will, you know, I'll be having food in one hand ready to throw and, a, you know, a water or something in the other hand that apparently waters and laptops don't mix very well. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thanks, top fans. Thanks for listening. We'll we'll catch you on the next decade series. Jackson, have a good one. You too.